0: Hello Hakako, everyone, and welcome to the Sisters and Brothers in Crisis podcast. I'm your host Verna, and today's episode we are going to discuss what physical abuse is like and what uh, an abusive relationship is like in dealing with domestic violence. So a lot of the times this is this is abuse that is caused by your partner. Um, this also will touch upon uh, relationships that where the victim is abused by other family members as well so this is a very touchy and sensitive subject so if you have not already listened to the previous episodes especially the one the first one regarding trauma bonds uh, the other one regarding codependent relationships and the last three episodes on your journey to healing I would highly suggest that you go ahead and start from the beginning uh, because those episodes tie hand-in-hand hand with what this subject that we're going to talk about today and how it builds into becoming a full-blown physical abusive relationship so with that, let's get started on what does a physical a physically abusive relationship look like. So a lot of the times you will be in a relationship with someone who already is verbally abusing you, emotionally abusing you, and the ultimate step for them to take is now to physically abuse you. Um, so a lot of the times you know it'll build into into this type of relationship and the one that i'm talking about is in a relationship uh, with like a boyfriend and girlfriend husband and wife um a lot of the times also it is children who are physically abused by their parents as well so all of these kind of relationships tie hand in hand and we're going to discuss um mostly what um, your intimate relationship with a partner is like and how what does it look like from your point what it looks like from the abuser's point and what it looks like to the people outside of your relationship so meaning your friends and your family and you know everybody in your circle that may know the two of you so in an abusive relationship a lot of the times you will have this controlling person who is verbally and emotionally abusive to you and behind closed doors they get physically violent with you so a lot of the times this looks like you know it it starts off subtle Say you're out in public, you're with your friends or your family and there's one snide remark and then there's a glare in their eye and then there is a constant belittling for the rest of the duration of that time Uh, and then once you get home, it'll escalate into a bigger fight and sometimes it doesn't even wait till you get home you it could happen in the car when as soon as you get in the car um, and they will just go into this huge rage and anger and to start physically abusing you um, starts off with slapping you pulling your hair uh, choking you grasping you tightly so that you cannot escape and um, or kind of just holding you holding your hand maybe so tight that it hurts you and they know it hurts you and that's what exactly physical abuse is so let's talk about what your abuser is like yeah your abuser is that kind of person angry uncontrollable full of rage um belittles you and a lot of the times your abuser was probably abused themselves at some time in their life maybe as a child maybe as a teen um, maybe by a family member and a lot of the time the pain that they inflict on you is the kind of pain that was inflicted upon them maybe by a caregiver a parent or somebody else in a prior relationship Um, but it's going to show up as an extension of themselves and be projected onto you uh, so sometimes yes they were abused themselves as a child or a teen uh, sometimes your abuser grew up watching violent things either in person at home watching their family uh, in a dysfunctional relationship constantly yelling and screaming punching physically harming one another Also, sometimes it'll show up as um, people who are exposed too much to violent video games or TV shows uh, or hung out with violent kind of people I've dealt with this uh, within my own family struggling when my kids were exposed to violent video games yeah because they put them out there now and like I see three-year-olds playing games where the mission is to shoot as many people as possible for as much blood and gore to rack up the points Uh, I want you to know people that these kind of things have an effect on a person as they grow up as their brain develops because a lot of the times their suppressed anger and frustration uh, within their own family not being able to express themselves freely not being able to be uh, in an emotional person or to feel things um, that suppressed anger is going to go straight to a room to a video game and that is where the anger is going to be taken out on that video game to kill as much people as possible to get the highest score and that will end up to be an addiction and an addiction to violence will be an addictive behavior to abusing people so please know that as you raise your kids um, your abuser has control issues so girls I want to address you especially the teenagers the young adults um, even the women who who are uh, who are covering for their abusers you folks know this that your abuser has control issues everything has to be their way they have to be in charge they have to be the dominant one they have to be the one intimidating you or bullying you um, sometimes this extends onto your children as well. Um, they are just full of anger and the need to be in control. And But you got to know that controlling people and intimidating people is not a trait of a leader. That is, an, that is a trait of an abuser. So know the difference. Know your worth, people. Okay? Um, your abuser also does not understand or give a rip about boundaries. Because um, it doesn't matter to them. None were given to them. So therefore, none is given by them. Um, even if you try to draw a boundary, I guarantee you they will cross it. And crossing it means already yeah verbally abusing you emotionally abusing you just cracking you down breaking you down little by little by little and the things they say the way that they look at you and the things that they do to you and how they make you feel as a person how you see yourself that is their whole mission is to break you down little by little by little and once they got you to a weak point now they're gonna come in physically and start slapping you and hitting you and choking you and putting you up against the wall and bear hugging you so that you can't get out and threatening you yeah that is what physical abuse looks like and why do they do this They are afraid themselves. These people are not strong people at all. These are actual people. These are actually people who are deathly afraid and insecure. And they say things out of fear to justify why they are doing what they are doing. And these people also have zero empathy. Empathy means that they do not feel sorry even if they tell you they are sorry tomorrow after they beat you up. They do not feel sorry. They feel sorry that you may report them or you may tell someone or you may expose them. But they do not feel sorry for the pain that they inflicted on you because nobody ever felt sorry for them okay so that is what a lack of empathy is that means that they do not feel sorry for what they did they feel sorry for themselves because they might get caught okay and sometimes these people they have um some kind of personality disorder and there are so many we can't even It's not our place to diagnose them because we are not health professionals. I am not a health professional. I am merely somebody that has lived in dysfunctional relationships. So uh, I don't have the right to diagnose people. Um, But I can tell you that a lot of the times um, there is an underlying cause or personality disorder within these kind of abusive people. Uh, and often too they will deny it that there is anything wrong with them and they get defensive about it if you even try to bring it up so let's look at let's look at you now if you're the victim okay how do you feel about your relationship now i know you can tell me that you love this person because i know there's been great And good times within the relationship but for the most part if you're not having a good time with them what kind of time are you having are you on are you walking on eggshells are you waiting for a phone call Um, are you waiting because you have to make a phone call at a certain time are you waiting For the sound of the car to pull up in the driveway and now you're scrambling trying to look for anything that might be upsetting to them or what you could have possibly done today that might piss them off do you live like that do you live on eggshells do you live in fear when you're not having a good time with them Because that's what a dysfunctional and abusive relationship looks like, okay? That is what it looks like. Um, Even at that, your abuser probably seems like the most charming, greatest person to everybody else your friends and your family. They smile, they laugh, they're the life of the party they're helpful when you folks are out in public but when they find something that they don't like that you did or maybe they didn't they did something that they didn't complete themselves and they're frustrated with themselves um, do they take it out on you now are you getting lickings behind closed doors after everyone leaves are you taking the rap are you the one up against the wall are you the one with bruises tomorrow and even at that let's look at how they also shift blame on you yeah I've had a situation where this abuser would tell me that oh you know when she drinks she just gets mad and upset she's uncontrollable okay I only get to hear one side of the story Uh, a lot of the times I don't get to hear that they're the ones came home drunk first Um, so you know it's upsetting to the victim and so now they're fighting and so now something happens and the fight starts to escalate and and then it's to the point where now this victim is getting physically abused but yet, somehow, tomorrow, it's still their fault because she got mad and, you know, she didn't like this and she didn't like that. Um, The part that was left out was the bruises, the chokes, the slapping, the yelling, the screaming. All those parts all get left out by the abuser, yeah? So, they only they'll only say about how messed up the victim is and for those of you especially those of you girls who are in this kind of relationship as the victim I want you to take a look at your health I want you to tell me what kind of medications you're on I want you to tell me what kind of health problems you have are they related to stress And is the stress related to this relationship? Because a lot of the times too, that gets left out. Oh yeah, she's on medication, she's in therapy, blah, blah, blah. What we don't hear is that the victim is in therapy and on these medications because they are getting emotionally, verbally, and physically abused by these monsters okay and these monsters do not give a rip about their victims now let me point this out to you also they're gonna come with gifts and shower you with love and i talked about this in the previous episodes yeah this is what love bombing is yeah because they're gonna pull it from you in a nanosecond so love bombing is you know they come they bring you gifts they want to gift you with something you know say you want to go buy something for yourself and they say oh no i want to i want to bless you i want to buy you this so they buy you this thing that was expensive i don't know maybe it's a car maybe it's a computer maybe it's a jewelry maybe it's a purse because they want to gift you because you deserve it and blah 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 If these people, when you fight, threaten to take those things back or remind you that they bought that for you, brah, that's not a gift. That's an abuse tactic. A gift is something given unconditionally, whether they're mad at you or not. A gift stays with you and is yours forever and ever. If they threaten that they're going to take it back, that's not a gift. That's an abuse tactic. So I want to point that out for you ladies. Yeah, when your man showers you with this and that, just always reflect back. Was that gift ever recanted? Was it ever a time that it was threatened to get taken away even for you people who were abused as children when your parents bought you something and then they when they were disappointed in you or upset at something they were going to take it back that's an abuse tactic okay now this gets a little bit touchy because you know with children there is a line with abuse and there is a there is also discipline. Okay. So there is a fine line there. What I'm talking about mostly is for those of you who are in a intimate relationship um that is physically abusive or emotionally abusive. Okay. So I want you to remember that. Anytime they come with a gift. A gift is unconditional if it's recanted that's an abuse tactic okay and even when they come to show you how much they love you um, how is the grip on that is it a loving grip is it gentle can you get out of it or is it a grasp around you that you can't get out is it a hand around your face So, that you have to look them directly in the eye when they are trying to tell you how sorry they are. Because sorry does not hurt. So, I want you to think about that. So, I know these are hard things to process because we've been protecting these abusive people for so, so long. Some of you, months, some of you, years, some of you, decades some of you a lifetime Um, there can be people who are married and somebody who is being physically abused for years and years and years Um, it's hard to get out and for those of you who don't even understand or comprehend why wouldn't a person leave from this kind of relationship well you gotta go listen to all the other episodes Yeah. To understand, to be able to understand. Because no one can judge. No one can judge you as a victim. If they have not been a victim themselves. So do not let anybody downplay your feelings. Downplay your emotions. Downplay your concerns. Because you know what? All that matters is one day it's going to be too late. And you're going to end up somewhere you shouldn't be so um, if you're in this kind of relationship we need you to get help right away we need you to find uh, an adult who can support you and guide you we need to find you professional support as well because this is not something to take lightly this is not something you just escape and never worry about ever again no this is something that you constantly gotta look over your shoulder to make sure that person is not still after you this is what an abusive relationship looks like so you need a lot of support for this so for now I'm gonna I'm gonna stop here because as a victim this is very painful and I know this is very painful um, it, you can't process everything in a day so Right now, let's just take that moment and let's get your headset. Make sure you have your headset on and make sure you have your quiet place to do your thinking and your therapy. And let's do your breathing. Breathe in and breathe out and breathe in and breathe out. And let's take your hands and let's extend them in front of you and let's cross them over your chest, protecting your heart and your hands tapping by your shoulder and armpit area, alternating left and right and left and right in a comfortable tempo for you. can be slow, it can be medium. Uh, let's, let's avoid fast because um, that that becomes too overwhelming. Okay. So let's think back on who are you in this kind of relationship with? What happens when it's not a good time? All the, other, all the other times where you're not having a good time, how are you living? How do you feel? What are your health concerns? What are your medications? What does your family think? but what do you know about this dr the uh, Dr Jekyll Mr. Hyde kind of thing? yeah, charming in the public, a monster behind closed doors and let's think, and I know this is painful. I got you, I understand. And it's okay to cry. I support you 100%. I'm here for you. Crying is healthy. It's a release of the tension that's in your body. So it's okay. You're going to be okay. This is part of the healing process. Okay? And I know this can be overwhelming but let's just do a little by little and when you start to feel overwhelmed you can go ahead and you can go ahead and pause the podcast okay so let's do at least 15 to 20 minutes of this therapy and come back Okay, so now that we've finished processing a little bit of what this relationship is like, you know, it's it's not easy being in a physically abusive relationship, a verbally abusive one is difficult, an emotionally abusive one is difficult, the physically abusive uh, and physical violence is the utmost experience that one could endure. And if you have endured that, please, please, let's take the time to leave that, okay? I'm proud of you for being here. I'm proud of you for processing. I'm proud of you for considering your own well-being and your own health and your own sanity in all of this. Because we can go insane if we stay in this kind of relationship and a lot of the times we're going to be labeled as the insane one because people will not ever believe that this person abuses us this way behind closed doors so with that gang, let's wrap this up for today don't forget to journal, don't forget to write don't forget to process Don't forget to do this therapy a couple of times a week at least. I've given you guys a few um, days, extended periods. Um, Hopefully you're doing the ones from the last three episodes as well because you needed those to be able to process this. So with that, guys, I want to say I'm proud of you. I want to say I love you folks. Thank you for following this podcast. Thank you to those who reached out for help after this podcast had launched and I wanna say that I appreciate all of you. Malamapono, take care of yourselves, take care of each other and until we meet again, a ho.